0: Lads who, uh... Reflect. (laughs) Lads lads, lads who uh, retrospect. lads, Lads who start the episode. No, I don't want to.
1: As I was saying, I think via text earlier the week on Mm -hmm. Monday, I talked about the end of the frontier and like the whole and I like played the Red Dead soundtrack um, (laughs) as kids were like coming into class. Okay, wait, here's a question. Then this this is a good way to kick it off. Mm -hmm. So like what
0: are the like years like what are the parameters of the American West like years area of effect, you know, like what because like. One of the things I love in hi- I'm weirdly preoccupied with like World War 1 for some reason as like a historical event. Oh, and I love talking about like I've got a 30-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about like well the World War 1 took away this and that and like it was like the end of this and the end of that and the mm-hmm. end of this era and this thing in this country it ended this and whatever mm-hmm. you know and I think the American like the the American West as it were also has like seems to have, like, really strict parameters where it's kind of like, yeah, this is, like, sort of the end of it. Yeah. So, like, what what
1: does that look like? So, I, I think that, like, most of the, um, like, the Wild West in media, whether it's the, these video games or, like, our Wild West movies, mm-hmm. are post-Civil War. Uh, so, like, the 1870s okay. up until the turn of the century— um would would be like the higher watermark of the west and also the end of the west i think i was um... it's like 1900 like the end so or is okay. there like an event or yes okay so actually specifically um there's this guy he's a historian named uh frederick jackson turner and in okay. 1893 he published Did you want to drop his socials yeah at <laughs> jackson turner um And uh, in 1893, he publishes and like presents this essay. Um, The name is really long, but the big takeaway from the essay is called this Frontier Thesis. And the whole thesis is about how like the American West has served as like the unifying and like most significant driver of like the development of a unique American culture. Uh, and how it is now like officially done that by like the 1890s America has expanded they've just um, very unfortunately completed basically all of the major Indian wars that they are going to fight Um, so like all native tribes are pretty much wrapped up in terms of being like a significant player uh, and a resistance to American expansion Um, and that there's like enough American population out West that there is no longer a like frontier border that you get to and then be like, ah oh, like there's we don't know what's past that. Right. Uh, everything has been more or less like surveyed and uh, been accounted for. So it's the 1890s that the West is done, and that actually, interestingly, is where these Red Dead games are basically set. I think Red Dead Two is 1899. Well, I I I think Red Dead One
0: is like early 1900s. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I feel like. When I think about this time period, I think, I don't know if it's actually called this, but I know it's sometimes referred to as, like, the second industrial revolution. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, that's what yeah. I feel, like, I think of when I think of, like, this time period. Like, yeah, it's totally like, like the Gilded Age. Like late 70s and... into the early 1900s It's mm-hmm. like, when you start, like, these big, big, big cities start popping up or, like, becoming a lot more equivalent to, like, what we think
1: of today. Totally, totally. Well, there's, like, the huge, like, it's this time period that we start to see the uh, rural population shift and become more urban, and so like that, that where like Americans are living fully reverses, uh, and that process starts now, Um, and yeah, you're totally right, it's the second industrial revolution and the Gilded Age that's going on during this time period, so.
0: Welcome to lads who (laughs) historize. Oh boy, (laughs) lads
1: lads who, lads who, um... Is there any kind of verb off of history? Lads who pontificate there that's good. it's not specific to history. Lads who read.
0: also not specific to history. Lads who read history. Well they okay that's four words. We're not lads who play games. We're not lads who... lads who lads who reflect. <laughs> lads, lads, lads who uh, retrospect. Like. Lad, lads, lads who start the episode. No, I don't
2: want to. <laughs> I'm good. No, fine, fine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lads of Game podcast. I just lad, sound so sad about it.
0: <laughs> I'm starting to let Welcome to Lads Game. Welcome to Lads of Game. You
2: know <laughs> Are Jack. we taking this again? Here I'll, I'll take it again.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, well, I didn't hear you say that <laughs> Welcome to Lad's Game Podcast. Better. I'm Lad Robert. I'm Lad Jack and I'm
1: Lad James. See how and excited I was? She <laughs> how excited. like yeah. there was
0: like energy,
1: yeah. right? Well, and you, and it builds too and you start us off. So if you start on a low note, and there's no there's no that one well, I can't play off it. Jack's got to pick that ball up. Yeah, you know? I think I'm about to
2: talk about Maybe my favorite piece of media of all time. (laughs) This is serious. Yeah. And so I know I'm going to be like, I'm going to expend so much emotional intellectual Mm -hmm. physical energy i'm gonna wave my hands around a lot in in this episode (laughs) talking about these things you know when you cry you wave your hands around around to Uh, express the uh, emotion if if you were to if you were to have like an overhead cam of me i would look like a sim like very like about uh, to piss himself (laughs) 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 Um,
0: oh my
1: Oh, sure. Actually, I was uh Nobody Speaking, for speaking of Sims, I, um, I was playing music uh, in class during Passive Period this week, not the Red Dead soundtrack, and it was just like a chill rock type of vibe. I had this artist that another student had recommended for me. It was cool. And a, one of my other students came in and <laughs> didn't like the music, and she's like, what are you listening to? Like, this is the most MPC music I've ever heard of. <laughs> She's like, this is like what your sim would listen to yeah. if they turn the radio on. I was like, oh, my God, fucking <laughs> coming with daggers yeah, drag. <laughs> Jesus, but it was such a good drag. As, I was like, honestly, as, screw me. Yeah, yeah. as uh, as as
2: as fans of video game, I'm I'm very excited that like normie has been replaced by NPC. yeah you know? i've never Speak, heard that speaking, either, speaking, speaking really in terms i understand
0: it's it. really yeah. funny you know? I, I knew what well, she i meant. do have a i have a sympathy for normie because you know this bit about the what's the opposite of normie a carny you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's like oh i'm not a normie i'm a carny <laughs> it just like feels like those perfect opposites <laughs> on like the word scale you know yeah. it's just so funny <laughs> uh anyways we're here today we Um,
2: we've been if you've been following along, which you should, be subscribed to the game podcast. Um, you've noticed maybe we've done a couple like retrospectives and things like that, and usually we do that ahead of maybe a new game launch or whatever. But since we, you know, we started this podcast after we had started lads game we really want to if possible go back and and record our some conversations about these games uh it's not going to be a full thing we're not really going to give ratings we may not reference our ratings or anything we're not reviewing we're just sort of big retrospective and today's topic uh is uh red dead redemption um and we're talking about
1: Yeehaw, <laughs> yeah, well, well said.
2: <laughs> yeehaw indeed. Darn and tootie. just for clarification, we are talking about the franchise as a whole, but more specifically the games that I think are like the most popular, which is mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. We're not talking about Revolver. We're not yeah. talking about that other one. Um, you know, God willing, we're talking about Red Dead Redemption 3 if there is a, yeah, a thing. Is actually, I, I kind of don't want that, which we'll talk I about. I kind of feel like later,
1: they won't, but, but um, we'll see. Uh, uh, I think they definitely will.
0: But there's a, there's uh, a lot of money on the table. I for would them. rather see Rockstar. I think we talked about this too before. I'd rather see Rockstar do a new franchise than do a Red Dead yeah. 3. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel well, like. But, in terms of like will the company do that? I feel oh, like... oh, uh, sure I don't know what they're planning, yeah. but you know,
2: anyway, so we're here to talk about these two games. Um, you know them, um, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this podcast, I'd be very surprised if you haven't heard of them. <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a game uh, by Rockstar. and um Jack, I believe you have something prepared. Yes,
0: I know Robert has just shaded you if you do not know what these are, but I'm <laughs> here to comfort you, friend. If you don't because I'm the one who's here, it's it oh, don't worry, it's okay if you don't know what this is because. Because I'm going to tell you. (laughs) So if you don't know, Red Dead is a series of Western-themed action-adventure games published by Rockstar Games. As Robert mentioned, the first entry in the series was a game called Red Dead Revolver, which was released on the PS2 and Xbox in 2004. However, we are more specifically here to talk about the sequels to this game, Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2, also published by Rockstar Games. So just for a little bit of context here, Red Dead Redemption is technically the second installment in the Red Dead series and the spiritual successor to this game. Um, It was released in 2010 for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. The game takes place in the year 1911 during the decline of the American Old West and the Mexican Revolution. It follows protagonist John Marston, a former outlaw whose family is kidnapped by the Bureau of Investigation. In exchange for his family's return, John sets out to hunt down the surviving members of his former gang in the process, achieving closure and redemption for his past actions and subsequently red dead redemption 2 is a prequel to red dead redemption and the third main entry in the series released for ps4 and xbox one in october 2018 and windows and stadia in november 2019. It does not follow John Marston, but instead follows protagonist Arthur Morgan, a member of the infamous Vanderlyn gang in 1899 in the waning years of the American Old West and the extinction of the age of outlaws and gunslingers. It features several returning characters, including John Marston, his family, and fellow gang members Dutch Vanderlyn. Um, And as I said, John, who Arthur shares sort of a brotherly-like bond with, and antagonist Dutch Vanderlyn, who slowly descends into madness as the gang faces increasing hostility. Mm-hmm. Long-winded. <laughs> That's so good. But you know what's you know what's like so crazy
2: to me is you're reading these names, and I feel like more than any other game I can think of, these feel like my friends. These feel like people uh, that I that I know personally. They're all they're all killers <laughs> and crooks. Who among us is not liars? I like I, I I don't I mean friends in the sense that like you feel you know them very intimately. I feel like I know them very intimately, yeah. and like I think even though I don't think either of those characters stand amongst top. Ten most iconic video game characters of all time Mm. in the in the like Mario, Zelda, uh, Master Chief, like those kind of like I don't I don't feel like they're as notable, but that has more to do with like iconography. I think it's like those
0: silhouettes, those profiles of like Mario. Yeah. Master Chief they're so iconic, but these characters I think are probably the most like fleshed, fleshed out, out yeah. three-dimensional. I've, I feel
2: like I've spent so complex. much time with mm-hmm. them
0: and I really absolutely understand yeah. them
2: as characters. Um so yeah, so we're going to talk about um both of these games, uh our our experiences with them, our loves, our hates, our wolves, our stags, mm-hmm. our all that as kind it of were. stuff, as it were. Uh but let's take a quick break uh before we do that and we'll come back and and reminisce. gush about this game. G- gush and reminisce
1: Welcome back. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> cool. So I, I'd be curious maybe to talk about like our initial exposure to this franchise.
2: Yeah. I mean, I played the first one when it came out. Or not, okay. One. Not the first
1: one. The the Red Dead Redemption. I played... I, honestly, I think that Revolver is so removed that it feels like a spin-off. It really, <laughs> even the... Stuff like the synopses
0: that I found on these games really kind of distance Red Dead Revolver. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, like technically is, but like not really. Yeah,
2: I played I played Red Dead Redemption the three sixty. Um, uh, I actually played it before I played a Grand Theft Auto game too. Same. Which I think you know a really important distinction because like you know this Rockstar more famously uh made Grand Theft Auto. I think like yeah. that's that's their game, right? Grand Theft Auto Five is I still think the highest grossing video game
0: of all time. Right? I, I mean, and, I think that's still like what they're most recognizable. Right. Form. Yeah, for
1: sure. Every, every, every parent knows <laughs> what yeah, is the Star that's actually, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like that's my journey towards this franchise because I also played it when it came out in 2010 and it was after years of not being allowed to play Grand Theft Auto. Because yeah. I was, it, to be honest, and for, Good reason I was not allowed to play Grand Theft Auto because like when it was in its peak and coming up like I was in elementary school and then middle school. And by the time this came came out, I was like a 10th grader. So still technically not <laughs> rated M's were not supposed to be for me. Rated M games were not supposed to be for me, but this one kind of just got put out right where I was. Uh, I was exploring those types of games. Um And I also think that the cowboy theming helped it. Yeah, help me pitch it to my parents a lot easier i think it's true it's like when it's historical or like sci-fi
0: or something it feels less like taboo in that way when it's like grand theft auto is like so you know modern day and i think parents are warned about like there's like sexual themes in those games too you know because it's yeah. like prostitutes Grant, and Grant or Th- sex workers grand and stuff, theft auto
2: yeah. and red dead red dead redemption earn their rated m ratings for completely different reasons yeah, totally yeah. uh and i think they're both the only i think i really honestly feel like the only thing they share is violence like in that and sense, sort of the open world vibe purely in terms of content yeah like, sure yeah. like uh content like not content warning, but you know, like in in how you're like, like reading those, yeah. yeah like, they both
1: have a wanted system as well. Which they is... do. They both. I mean,
2: they both. They both feel like Rockstar games, and, and like I don't know if either of you have played the bully, the bully game. It's just called bully. I, I uh, don't but know, but that that is, also but, feels yeah. um, very in, in that vein. So the Rockstar has a very s- specific style, but yeah. But Red Dead really stands
0: out. Mm-hmm. I think as it being feels like their most mature, grounded, way well, more th- mature. Th- th- that's although th- we we are forgetting about um what's it called um wait oh uh undead nightmare oh so good by the way <laughs> yeah but yeah, like that, very silly right <laughs> it's
1: it's like it's non-canon like no it's know, it, yeah. it, there's you can find bigfoot in that game um <laughs> well I, oh man that but that is really worth playing okay so, it's so, so that's what he,
2: totally. i mean that feels like the honestly the undead nightmare feels like a really good indicator of like what i think rockstar does best which is like you know, there, it's a very serious game. Like Red Dead Redemption is a very serious game, but Both of them, if you yeah. want to seek out silly things, they're there for you, right? Yeah, there's, right.
0: The side quests can be very silly. There's
2: you know. literally a UFO in Red Dead
0: Redemption too. Like yeah,
2: if you,
1: if you, you know, like there's, there's a, a vampire you can find in Saint Denis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. like, you know, there's sucking the, the blood of somebody. There's a like guy
2: with the the diaper in the basement. In um, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, oh so my so god. There's, so there's,
1: there's that like creature, the like Frankenstein animal creature you can find yes. in the house. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the,
2: the, I mean even And there's just, even the, the devil too Even more Even more simply Like the legendary animals You know yeah. Like those are like Still quite uh,
0: Extravagant And like fantastical They do fantastical. a good job of Creating like a funny Sort of like What's like the Like a rabbit hole Of side quests You know yeah. Where it's like You really find yourself Through the looking glass You know Of like where what am I doing right now? And when you find the get to the end of these threads with like a UFO or like yeah. a vampire, it's like oh, what the fuck is that? But they, it's they like don't shy kind of away fun. from they don't shy away from the medium, which mm-hmm, I feel like yeah. is really impressive. Right, they're not doing that Last of Us, Last of Us Two thing. Where I'm like, well, this is kind of a movie, but you know, yeah. like it's just no would. Of
2: I would say there's a lot of qualities of this that could be considered
0: cinematic. Which again, I hate doing that, but like I feel like there, it's like takes inspiration from cinematic. Elements, but it stills very much both of them very much feel like I think video I think games. more
2: than most of their cinematic uh, like inspiration come like genre focused more than anything. Yeah, you know. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no!
0: Oh. oh, he's dead! It's <laughs> Robert oh, uh, it this Oh, Arthur! <laughs> oh, <So> spoilers! <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what are you spoilers? seeing right now? A stag or a wolf? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to change that around. Learn from I just, my mistakes. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about
2: the scene. With the nun after mm-hmm. on the train at the end of Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: Oh man, what a what a perfect game. What, yeah. are, what are some of okay, let's talk about what what are some of like either favorite, I was like gonna say story moments, but I guess any moment. Just like what are like the highlights when you think of this franchise? The moments, story, subplot, side quest mm-hmm. that like you come back to or that like really have like an inner life in your mind, mm-hmm. which I know is a long winded way of saying what lives rent free in your head. <laughs> I I'll, I got
1: one immediately off oh, the top yeah. of my head uh, from red dead one. When you complete, seemingly complete the main quest, you um, you know, capture bill Williamson and mm-hmm. uh, Javier Escuela um, and you go and you like get your house and your family back and you're doing like chores around the farm and there's just that that moment that i love and i really enjoyed when you played it jack and when we were replaying it for LAD season one um getting to like experience it through you again Mm -hmm. uh, being a new player there's that moment where you realize like man i'm on my like third mission now where i'm Get collecting hay, yeah, and you just know that like there's gotta be something. The other coming. shoes
0: gonna drop, yeah. Like it
1: there, there, there's one more thing that's gonna happen here, and of course that is the demise of John himself. Um, uh That is like so good, and there's a well, lot of missions in that epilogue mm-hmm. where you really are like it's playing not out even an dating. epilogue.
0: It's a third act. Like yeah. it's structurally yeah. speaking, it's a third act. Well, that's yeah. the,
2: that's the thing is you you have that moment, you get that hay, you get that mm-hmm. fence building, you. Have that death, and you're like, damn, wow. And then it's not even fucking over. Yeah, right. You get the, that's the you true, get the epilogue Jack, you get the Jack. Jack moment. Yeah, right. And, and not only is the Jack like pl- playable as Jack, like really mm-hmm. interesting, it's a shock, it's fun, shock, it yeah. allows you to organically continue the game. And I mean, you know, it's a little flawed, but like still do like any leftover, like side yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but I think that f- actual finale where he kills um, Edgar, 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 Ross, yeah. Edgar, and you get that like a slap that title, card card. title card. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Nothing's cooler. Like, no, yeah, it, literally it, nothing it, is cooler. I, I, nothing. I
0: really think that that first story is just about as perfect as you could possibly hope for mm-hmm. in a video game. It's so expansive, but tight at the same time, like mm-hmm. nothing feels superfluous, but it also doesn't feel like too breathless. I mean, yeah. This is probably the one that we're all thinking of, but I remember playing you guys. So I, for the record, did not have any history with these games until Jimmy and Robert suggested that we play them. And I was like, sure, I have no aversion to it. Um, but obviously was going into it being like, oh, God, they really like these games. If I don't like them, it's going to be bad. <laughs> um, but I definitely remember playing the first one and being like, you know, it's, it is hard because it's like a little crunchy because it's like a little old showing its years for sure. But still great game. But I remember playing it for a long time, and being like, "This is like fine. Like I'm like having mm-hmm. a fun time with it." But I, you know, I heard you guys gush about it and gush, and I was just like, "Oh man, is it the thing of like unmet expectations?" And then you cross over into uh, Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> you cross Damn, over I can into hear Mexico. The guitar now. I remember. I mean, not only was it pretty amazing, <laughs> just in the context of playing. I mean, we played in what 2021, 2020? yeah, yeah,
1: twenty. Yep. Yeah,
0: anyway. Uh you know a year or so ago
1: mm-hmm. and too, um, too far away. Yeah, so <sighs> I would say.
0: <laughs> um but I remember playing it and being like, wow, not only is this moment where you're just riding and the soundtrack becomes non-diegetic, you know, where you're just like listening to this lyric like lyricism and like a song with words and um being like, wow, this is really unique, but For 2010, like, that's really ahead of its time. You know, I mean, Horizon Forbidden West has that song in the opening uh, after the cold open. And I remember being like, oh, they're trying to have their far away moment. Yeah. Which I did think was successful. I'm not trying to, like, shade them on that. But it was, like, it's amazing to think about that moment and how far ahead of its time it was. Well, it's so shocking, too, because, like, I mean, you know,
2: that's not the first video game that has had, like, modern like non-score music totally, like pop yeah. music or whatever but it, f- it felt like such a surprise because it's so
0: it's not it's a period game right? and they are, mm. and it really i think what i mean why it was so far ahead of its time is because it perfectly serves the narrative it's not just like a song over the credits or like a song yeah. for whatever reason it's like you know like obviously games like grand theft auto have like a lot of that type of music and yeah. everything but mm. yeah because of the uh, you know, it's it's um, anachronistic, you know, in yeah. terms of the period, but also because of the way that it serves the narrative and also because of the artistic restraint that it takes. That's like over 10 hours into the game. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, it's like the restraint. I so appreciate where they're like, we have this great song, you know, they clearly had so much intentionality between we're going to put it right here. It's not like yeah. we just put it over the credits or we just put it over whenever, you know. We were like, it goes right here in this moment when you cross over the border and it's just like, I, I just really appreciate how much all of those ideas come together in that perfect moment. You know, I know
1: we've mentioned it before, probably on the podcast, um, but like that, that is one of two video game moments in my life that like really were like a a hallmark moment or like a, yeah. a watershed moment. A new brain like, was, a, yeah. a new fold was like made like, in your brain. Yeah. Video games are... Like
2: core memory. Core, sure. memory core memory. Yeah, that's like, what it is. Video
1: sure. games are art. And yeah. that was like the moment. And that was also, um, even though this is going to sound stupid because it's, it's Red Dead Redemption, it's Rockstar, like these are AAA games, AAA titles. But when I played that, I was the only person who I knew mm. who had played that. So I remember like, In playing that moment, it felt very personal to me of like, wow, like I've got this thing or this piece of media that like no one else in my world as a 10th grader knows about. Well, you're also playing it at like a time where I mean, mean, YouTube was a thing,
0: right? But it's like not like mm -hmm. in the same way that it is now where you can like Google any game and watch every cut scene. You know, it's like it was much more. Intimate. It's it, like it, just between you and the game. It
1: probably was on YouTube, but I just being a dumb kid, yeah. all, now just like newly teenager, didn't know how to access sure. it. So it felt very intimate to me, even if it was something that like probably had a fucking article about well, I, it. Somewhere, I think the other thing know.
2: about these moments too is that this was this, you know, this is PS3, Xbox 360 era, which, you know, um, at the time we all thought graphics could get any better than yeah. that, right? Like as, <laughs> as you do all the time. But like, you know, um, uh, this was really before I would say this sort of like what I'm sure historians will talk about as like some sort of like revolution in video game mm-hmm. history where you get these like really story driven narratives, like a the last of us, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, like this, I think, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of honestly, it's a lot of like pre last of us, post last of us, I think, for better <laughs> yeah. or for worse, right? And I think so, the, the moment we're talking about where like you're like you're you're, you're crossing over and you get that, um. You get the, the the Jose Gonzalez song or yeah. like even at the very end, like it, it doesn't feel like it's breaking away from the core of the game. Like you're mm-hmm. still playing the game. And I think something that Red Dead Redemption does super, super well that just kind of has the benefit of the period is that like that world feels real. Mm-hmm. Not only it's because it's like lived in. It, it's very, very lived in. And I definitely think they benefit from the fact that like there's only so much you can do, right? Because of the Mm -hmm. period, right? Whereas a game like Cyberpunk or even Grand Theft Auto, like you cannot possibly create the entirety of Los Angeles that you can go inside every door and Mm -hmm. do everything. But in Red Dead, for the most part, everything, every door you can go into, every like, every area there is a a thing to pick up and it feels real. And so like when you get to those moments that we're talking about here, it, it, it feels like it's actually happening to you, I think, even more than a game where you are creating a character of yourself, right? Like, it, yeah. is, an, it is an RPG. It's a, still technically a role-playing game. It's still game, technically yeah. a role-playing game where you're playing as the protagonist, but
0: I don't know. You you just, like, feel like you're in this world. It's, yeah. a, it's a technological marvel and also an artistic marvel because particularly in the second one. I mean the first one I do think works pretty well as an open world of sorts, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the second one is really incredible because it's like the the level of detail, like everything is on un- they made that game like every cobblestone in Sandeny was going to be looked at with a fucking microscope. Yeah. And to an extent that is true that that game open world games is obviously get scrutinized in that way, which I think is fair. It is like, if you're going to put that much content in there, it's like, I'm going to look at every single inch of this. But it's amazing that that game always feels ahead of you. They don't miss a trick. You yeah, know, it's yeah. a, you sent was, you sent that TikTok, or someone sent a TikTok about the plaque in Red Dead oh, Redemption 2. Yeah. You,
2: you pay in Red Dead 2, you can go send a knee, and you can make a donation for like a, it's a, like a, some, some a sort a of school, like or school yeah. to be built mm-hmm. or whatever, and post-game if you go back if you if you donate and you go back as john martin on the plaque you can see arthur's,
0: arthur's name, arthur's name on that's the name. what I, it's like wow. the the fact that there's they don't miss anything right you know they there's there's some artist whether that's a, a narrative writer a technical designer whatever there's some person with an artistic mindset who is in every corner of that game doing their best work you know yeah. and i think that's what you feel particularly in the second one is just like Everything is firing on all cylinders in terms of the technical marvel of it. Yeah, well,
2: what they do is like, you know... I'm a very much to an extent I mean it definitely depends on the game nowadays but like I'm a very much a completionist check mm-hmm. every corner check every gem kind of thing and I think they kind of play off that a little bit where like you know I'm walking into the we're just because I got Saint Denis on the brain <laughs> I'm walking into the gun shop of Saint Denis and I'm going I'm checking every corner because I'm like is there a treasure here is there yeah. something yeah. I could do but in that process they know I'm going to be doing that and I get to that door and the you knock on the door and that slick yeah up. And yeah there's that there's that poker game that's like upstairs the illegal poker yeah. or like whatever like right they 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 know like what you're saying they know exactly what you're going to fucking do mm-hmm. but instead of just putting like a golden gun or whatever they have a whole story
0: for you that's yeah. really what's i think yeah. is the most impressive about the way that those games are designed is that they really approach everything from like this sense of well it has to make sense Mm -hmm. Even though we were talking about like they have like side quests with like UFOs, it still makes like sense in like the context of the world kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's like. I really like the um, the dinosaur lady in Red Dead 2. Oh, yeah. That, which, like, mm-hmm. that kind of feels, like, totally weird for that game to have, like, an archaeologist, you know? Mm-hmm. But it is, like... No, it's, like, oh, there's, like... You know, because they're supposed to be in, like, the Dakota region or something or whatever,
1: right? In that game. Well, it's, it's, it's a, a few a fictional states. Yeah, it's a fictionalized US, Right, but it's, like, but... kind of
0: based on that. It's, like, no, yeah. there were dinosaur bones found in that. It, like, they really yeah. just... Com- they're so committed to the history of it and, like, making sure everything makes sense in the context of the history. And I think that's yeah. so important and, you know? and they yeah. mean
2: into like in the first game the two 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 things like this that kind of feel different but in the same way like the mysterious man from the first game who mm. is just sort of like comes up at random times oh, yeah. who like is is really, is really supernatural right and yeah. i think i think there is an interpretation of that as god right or something right like or the that. devil or the devil yeah, right? yeah. And, and, and in the second game the guy who um is walking around looking for um oh shit! What's his name?
0: He they always yells. He yells oh, out. Yes, I so, know what you mean. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh god! What's his name?
1: Yeah, um, I can't remember who. I know what. I mean, what's that. the I
0: end game of that again? He's
2: just dead. He's dead. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he's dead. He's just. He's just. I, I mean, you, that's like one of those. It's also on, almost like, the, the hey, second. listen, but it's like, you know, he's <sighs> looking for let me his friend. Fuck, what's the name of the friend? Anyways, like that. those feel kind of like fantastical. Gavin. Kind of like Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Yeah. Gavin, Gavin. Gavin. Every, every city you go to, somehow he's there.
1: Yeah. And so well, there's and that also, element of
2: like fantastical, but yeah. it feels so lived in and natural that even those things that feel crazy. Yeah. Like other than maybe your brain, like kind of clicking out and be like, oh, like that's like a wink. You still yeah. feel. Felt like you
0: organically stumbled. Well, that's the, the thing that's really smart is that it, even though I don't, I understand why something like Breath of the Wild can't do this. It's like I hate games with side quests. Like one of the things I don't like that Horizon does is how many quest markers there are, mm-hmm. and I hate walking into a new settlement and just seeing people with green exclamation points above their head. I'm like so stupid and lazy, you know. Yeah. And I love in Red Dead Redemption. The ga- you know, you yeah, just walk into town and you hear someone going, Gavin, and it just makes you go, hmm? Right. Like, what's that about? And I- it's yeah, just so organic to what you were saying. How about Robert. the
1: like murder mystery, the, the like serial killer that you can find oh, throughout oh Reddit 2? You yeah. you stumble across the first um body that's dismembered yeah. Yeah. just outside of Valentine under the railroad track. Yeah. And it'll take you down a, a loophole. I don't know how many there are—five, six, seven different. Like, yeah, dis- they do a good bodies. job with those
0: rabbit hole quests.
2: Yeah, Red you Dead know, yeah. right? Two has those those two prisoners that escape that you mm-hmm. find in Rhodes, I think it is or whatever oh, yeah. that are behind. Like, Even I, the, the bounties
0: are so detailed. Like, I, the bounties yeah. are great. Like oh, in that that, game. that yeah. for
2: the first in the first game, the bounty where you go and there's a cannibal. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And there's yes. like missing kids, and you keep going back, <gasps> that one and yeah, so so, like scary. You, you, yeah. Like you run up to him, and he's like eating people. Like I you know what this game more than anything i mean i can talk about every aspect of this game that exceeds but like how perfectly are these side things integrated into the main
0: well that's that's what i mean about how it's like it's not just a settlement full of people with quest markers above them it's like everything feels like it's working to give you a sense of atmosphere a sense of Mm -hmm. world building a sense of just, like, lived in this for lack of a better yeah. word. And, and, not, and not only
2: that, but because it's, like, mostly in real time, for the most part, there's yeah. definitely some jumps in time and things like that. But, like, you know, when you're doing all of these things, they do a really good job of directing you towards the main storyline or directing you towards, like, a side quest yeah. like as needed, where, like, you know, in something like Red Dead 2, you know, Arthur Morgan may start out as, like... And you can kind of uh, project whatever you want, but, like, when he's starting out it's like kind of this, we got to get the money. We got to get the money. So all these like little side quests, you can do whatever you want. And then, you know, at the end of the game, when he knows that he's dying, it's like, you can either interpret that as like, I got to focus on the main story because I'm dying. Or you can be like, I'm dying. Like, why Why not help out this old woman? I know woman. they do a
1: good yeah. job of justifying side quests, which I it's know is the been a big best, conversation. It's the best open world, the handling of an open world that I've ever seen in a video game by far. And that's the constant thing that I'm always coming up against with these open world games with side quests because that's like, yeah. to, win, to win game of the year, you have to have a world full of side quests. Yeah. Um, and so often they are not justified to do at all. I didn't think it made sense to do any of the Horizon side quests. Mm. I th- I think you feel that way about God of War, from based on our conversations. Ooh, yeah, I I just got to a point in this recent God of War game where I feel like okay, now I also don't have a reason to do these side quests here. Red Dead, there's always a reason, well, and that first act at the horseshoe camp in Red Dead—that is Red the Dead, most genius thing is like, is that, that ex- it doesn't even yeah. feel like you're doing the main quest you're just living a life yeah. and it is progressing the story
2: well, here's, like, here's an important distinction maybe too is that like when you have a side quest in in a game like a god of war or a game like Her, uh, horizon sometimes they present themselves sort of like as mini games right mm, where yeah. like there's a combat mini game and in, in god of war like the um the the crucible right I don't yes know if you guys yeah have been with there the, the sword hill with the yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. so so there's oh no no But not that's bad. not the crucible the but oh, so it's a similar cruci- vibe yeah. crucibles in okay. most yeah. behind. yeah anyways it's 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 basically like it's like a a combat trial like thing or whatever that you can do yeah. if you want to to get different upgrades it's a side quest it has a narrative and it's great I'm I'm not like knocking this it's just by nature of comparing it to red dead and fall Shore, but like those or um sorry I'm losing my train of thought but in like horizon there's a side quest that is a minigame in the form of like those puzzles, the not the artifacts, but the... Um, Relic Ruins? The Relic yeah. Ruins or whatever. Again, really, really fun. But the side quests in Red Dead are, are never like that. And the only thing that comes close... Are like when you're playing poker, but yeah. then that's like that's literally a mini game in the yeah. sense yeah. that you're playing a game yeah. inside that. and I don't know how many fucking hours I've spent doing the, the so poker or the right. or the hand um the the five, five fingers finger yeah. Finger. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that one's like, great. That, it, just that alone would like not work as well, but because they have everything else plus this, like n- nothing
1: is wasted in I, this game. I, everything I, is intentional. Hmm. I I can't remember if it's a side quest or a main quest, which the fact that I can't tell the difference, I feel like just speaks to how seamless Mm -hmm. it all is. Mm -hmm. But in one of the quests you could do in the first act is go on that little, like, camping trip with Jose. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it essentially acts as a tutorial on hunting. Yeah. Um, And for the rest of the game, I would periodically go out and hunt game, which was a a part of something you could do as like a side quest technically, fill out your compendium. Um, And I would like set up camp spots as I was hunting bears or whatever. And I would just role play that. Like I would truly role play, Arthur's gonna go and hunt now and get furs and then Mm -hmm. sell it and make money. And it it just the fact that the game like prompts you to do that as a part of a bigger quest and then you continue to do it. Well, well, not only, only that, but so you, if, you,
2: if you are role playing like that and you have your tent that you're set up, not only is it beautiful to look at and really mm-hmm. cool, but it serves a practical purpose because you can use that time to cook
0: some of the meat that you've acquired yeah, from yep. all of this hunting or whatever. Like, I think it does help that both of these characters are they play a little more with like m- gray morality, mm-hmm. you know, with Aloy, it's so hard to justify that she would like. Play Machine Strike, yeah. You know because it's like she's trying to save the whole world, and the stakes are a little smaller, and a
1: little more intimate. You know. Yeah. I I just thought of another thing too, which is not a side quest or a main quest, but truly like a, a random event. Yeah. But how about? Um. And I don't remember the state that you have to be in to trigger this, but there is a state that you can go to where I believe the first time you set up a campfire, um, you'll have a part of the the local gang. Uh, of hillbillies will like come up and like oh, yeah. put you in a gun point yep. and will like basically threaten you saying like hey like think twice next time you set up a campfire next time it might not go so well or whatever and like that oh, was that so me, yeah. terrifying because like how many times had you pitched a tent and set up a fire before yeah. uh, before you get that little random yeah. event so good and even so good. even just
2: to like you know sort of hop back and forth of these games because I do think that like although the second one obviously is like much more patched up and much more expansive like that first time on the first game where you stop and help that woman who's like st- stranded on the road and oh, they fucking yeah. hold you up because there's oh, someone yep. like around there like yeah. again they they either punish or reward you for trying to play a game yeah yeah and in a, in a great way right yeah. where they're like this is the, no
0: this is like not what you think well it teaches mm. you sort of the reality of the old west which is like you have to be a little cautious right you can't show all your cards right away because yeah. people will take advantage of you it's like a rough and tumble yeah there is a,
1: a random event in red dead 2 similar to the one that you just mentioned robert um where you can come up on a little camp um a little camp uh, setup or whatever and you hear um screams for help coming yeah. from a tent mm-hmm. um and if you are, you know, Mr. Good Samaritan, I'm gonna go and help out whoever is in need and you and you go and like poke your head in the tent, and then a guy comes out oh, of the tent the, with a it's gun. It's a family, right? There's like a family of people, right? I, I think people? it's the same gang that does the campfire holding uh, up, but but regardless, it's like, you know, you poke your head and then he comes out and he's got you a gun yeah. and like ups a sucker's born every minute, you know, like <laughs> yeah. we got we got one. And uh, I think something that like I think someone
2: could look at this game and and think negatively on, but I actually think it's to its benefit, or at least I can't imagine a world where this is not the way where it's actually a really easy game. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, like the the comment,
2: you know, if you're playing the default, the it auto aims for you basically, Mm -hmm. which makes it really cool to like do like a quick fire thing. You look like like like, a superhero. Yeah. yeah. There's there's very few times in the game where I remember I like
1: died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like
2: because of something that I was, like, died and I was trying not to die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or died
0: and you were like, oh, this is, like, the 10th time I've died yeah, on this, There's you a, know? There's,
2: there's some, like, clunky controls at times. It's not perfect, and it feels a little, like, weighty at times compared to something, like, I'll, yeah, just because we're playing it right now, God of War,
0: like, I think it feels a lot more
2: cleaner on the combat. But well, it's yeah. fun
0: to play a nimble character, you know, and even though it's very realistic, like Arthur and John are very heavy. Yeah. yeah. You know, they like just kind of stroll and walk, you know, it's very realistic, yeah. but it's not. It almost feels like funny. they, you know, cause like it's the classic video game thing where the first thing
2: you do is you jump a bunch, you know what I mean? Yeah. a character and like, it, it looks awkward and it almost feels like they want you not to do that, mm-hmm. yeah. which I totally understand, but they really make use of that. And like, yeah, everything about the gameplay just like works so well. And yeah. It really kind of stands Alone Mm -hmm. to me. And I think I think Rockstar Grand Theft Auto worked and I think I've even talked about this on the podcast, but I read an article where they talk about Grand Theft Auto really working in the early days because this was this was a studio that was really fighting against. A lot of things, right? Like you took, you think culturally from a video game standpoint, what mm-hmm. you can do. You know, there's a lot of commentary early on in the game, like p- political commentary and stuff like that. But then, you know, when you look at Grand Theft Auto V, at that time, Rockstar is huge. Yeah. How, how do you like? How do you fight against the machine when like? You are the machine, right? Yeah. Like you're so, you're like, creating. You're not. You're not making a commentary on culture anymore. You are like the culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like with Red Dead, the first Red Dead, especially, like that felt like another time where they were like really just kind of like saying, like fuck what you know about like what yeah. it, it means to play a video game. Here's yeah. here's John Marston. Right,
0: they were counterculture mm-hmm. for a while, and now they're culture yeah, for yeah, sure. Totally.
2: This episode of the Lads Who Game podcast is sponsored by Five Finger Filet, the safest game in all the West. Stab, stab, stab. youch! And after you collect your winnings, make sure to subscribe to the show and follow the lads on
1: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch at Lads Who Game for any and all updates. Now back to the show.
2: What a beautiful game. What a, what a beautiful mm-hmm. game. I mean, I don't, do not we have anything else to say? We want to... I mean, I could talk about this for a <laughs> hundred uh, I, f- I want to f- play the game. the two
1: endings. <laughs> and Red Dead 2. No, That's the uh, only thing I have to say. I, 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 I might have come back around on it to be like... I, I for, think for that contact, you have options as you play to, to be good or bad. For, for, I do for, like that there is some degree of before, before we talk, uh, yeah, before we go sorry. forward
2: just for a little context because we've talked about this a lot but like famously Red Dead Redemption there's uh, actually I think there's three endings technically but there's, there's in Red Dead Redemption 2 yes in yes. Red Dead Redemption 2 there's there's a sliding scale of morality and, mm-hmm. and there's it's the stag or the wolf where mm-hmm. it's like if you play as like a morally good person you know the vision you see throughout the city is a stag if you play a little more on the corrupt side uh, you see a wolf and the results of that
1: means that you get you can get a couple of different endings there, there's other um changes to dialogue throughout the game as yeah. well. Depending yeah, on there's there's tons
2: of different Which things. That
1: I like. I like yeah. a
0: morality scale that dictates how people react to you. But, yeah.
2: but we but we had but we had uh lad Jimmy and I had the stag ending and Jack had the wolf ending
0: and I think the wolf ending is worse. Yeah. Significantly because well, it it doesn't make as much sense for him. left a bad taste in my mouth, made me think, well, what was the point of those 40 fucking hours if he was just going to, like, die in a stupid gunfight? Mm-hmm. What's the point of him having tuberculosis? Like, what's the point of all of these details about his character? And I just didn't understand that I was playing a game that had multiple endings. And I think that... We, I've talked about this before. Where it's like I just think that that gimmick is very played out. There's very few times where I've seen it done well. Like, Ghost of Tsushima is pretty much still the gold standard in my mind. Where I'm like, that is the one that justifies having two endings. But almost every other game Well, so we were... were,
2: Jimmy and I are actually talking about this on the way over. And I actually think that Ghost is a weird example. Because although there are two endings to that game it's
0: mostly the same thing until the totally. very it's, end it's just right? one decision that kind of flavors a little bit about the ending of your story yeah, it's more of a reinterpretation yeah it's,
2: a, it's you choosing the to the a or b and the interpretation of like what the game's about yeah, yeah. whereas red dead is a is a wholly different experience it's i think the whole time and really i really broad and i, and I mm. actually think like thinking about it i feel like the ending that you got and I, I didn't watch you play, so it's hard to like say like what <laughs> yeah, exactly you were yeah. doing. But like I feel like that ending, I could make a justification for the way that you got it. But the problem is, is that it a forty at least a forty hour plus game. There's not as much of an incentive to replay a game like that uh-huh. as opposed to something that's really short that may have a different ending. That's fine because, like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what the next ending is. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, something like we talked about it, but like something like a tunic. Like, if I, if I, you know, tunic, I could see going back and approaching yeah. it differently. Red
1: Dead, like, it's, it's a big ass. Well, I, really I wonder it's... how close you were, Jack. I know we've, like, rehashed this so much, but, like, I wonder how close you were to getting the the good guy ending because I, I don't think it was hard to— because it's not just, like, uh, random that you get the good or the bad. Like, it's based on how you're playing yeah. Arthur— and I don't think it was hard to see, like, when Arthur would do a good or a
0: bad thing. Well, I just wasn't aware. I just, that's the thing is that it's not like the game comes out and says, like, there's a morality scale. Here's what will happen if, there, you know. There well, is in
1: Red Dead 1, is there not? There Red is Dead? in Red Dead 2. But Well, it's but, it's right. yeah, sorry,
0: what I mean is that they don't explain that this will change the outcome of the game. Like, they just, I just thought it was like, oh, it's like, maybe, I thought it was like. What happens in Grand Theft Auto where it's like, ah, if you do too much bad shit, the cops come after you, you know, (laughs) I didn't think that it was like reinterpreting the messaging of the game. Well, well,
2: not only that, but I also think that the other thing you did that both of us didn't do is that. Right before you get to the end, you're at that crossroads where you can go get the treasure yeah. that um, John, like, mm-hmm. left,
0: right, or not. And I think you did pursue it. Yeah, because I, again, was confused that I thought that was the goal. I thought that was the point, is that we were trying to get this treasure. So I, I just think that there's, like, like, a— you,
1: you were probably led to that based on other bad Arthur cutscenes so here's that you were getting. This is I- what I'm getting at, is that I— what. While I think that
0: this franchise is pretty much an S tier golden standard, you know. Yeah. The reason that personally I like Red Dead Redemption One better is because I think there's just like a clarity of voice that's much more streamlined and it's much more not clear because there's a lot of complexity and like ambiguity, but it's just a lot stronger and this one feels like for lack of a term, it really just has like a good ending and a bad ending, which I just think is stupid. Like mm. if you're going to do two endings, they have to be both equally valid in terms of the themes that you're trying to explore through the story. And the bad ending is not that it is the bad ending. It's like you fucked up, you messed up this game. How dare you? Goodbye. You know mm. and I, I, the good ending is beautiful and so good and it's interesting and compelling. And, speaks to what this story is about what this character is about and the bad end I, I, Do I don't
1: know if i'm willing to like go quite as far in saying like there's like a bad as in it's like objectively not like a good way of handling the story i mean because i think, I think, if, I think if you're saying you bad ending a couple times just in this conversation well, i talking mean about it but i mean bad ending <laughs> in terms of like he's a bad guy not as like yeah. oh they did the story poorly they did a good job showing that he's a bad guy uh, but uh, i think, I think that if that's not a story that's just like a linear consequence of well, events, I think that you know, it's a story of in that <laughs> case it's a story of uh, you reap what you sow. Yeah, I mean again, uh, it's I, a story I, can't, of like, I can't I you I know, don't. if you were choose to live as an outlaw you're going to die as an outlaw. Again, I, did I watch think that's it, a compelling, but story. it doesn't add it doesn't compute with so
0: many of the other story elements that are not dictated by your morality like him having tuberculosis and having this sort of sad descent into depression and him and him wanting to like the fact that he is at one point before you make that choice where you go to which ending, you know, either going with John and Abigail or, um, going for the treasure. The fact that you can have that choice, but you're supposed to be playing like the bad ending doesn't feel cohesive. You right? know, what well, I'm but you saying? You it's
2: could, there's 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 a few different art that things that go off. You could, you yeah, could still get you could be playing bad, bad, quote unquote, yeah. bad, like in terms of morality and still go with John and Abigail, yeah. And right? Yeah, and get
0: a. Better, better, quote unquote, better ending. Right, but that's what's in, that's what I'm saying is it, not cohesive because it's like you're constantly grinding up against like this dual ending that they've just sort of like conceived. It, no matter how you play, you can kind of end up
1: on either side of well, it based uh, on the choices you make in the last ten minutes. Well, not, My, not, no, not I don't entirely. think not, yeah, not. totally. I don't think, I don't think but, that's true. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like you, the the bad or good ending, whether he dies as a good man redeemed yeah. or if he dies as an outlaw, son of a bitch. I think that that choice, go for the gold or go with John, that isn't like black and white. You go one, you're going to get one. You That's go the not other. the determining factor. That's just another thing that contributes to your overall like morality points or whatever that I think will then. I lead actually, you to if one I what, what happens
0: if you're a wolf and you pick
1: to go to John with John and Abby? Well, I think that the wolf is like, you might have, I don't know how they calculated behind the scenes, but you might have had. Fifty wolf points, and then if you went with John, you would have gotten a hundred stag points and ended up with fifty. So stag that, points. No, that's actually what sure. I think. I
2: think that's what it is: is that like
1: you can your ending is just that, Does that make sense? No, it, it, it really does. make sense. sense. I, I think, so. like, I like, think that's like, what okay, it is.
2: Okay, you you shoot a civilian, you lose you 10, get five whatever. wolf. I think points. that decision <laughs> gives you a lot. I think. That,
0: I, I think that's what sure. It is. I just mean in general, it, it to me, I just think it feels so not cohesive and so like. To I mean, listen. The game is called Red Dead Redemption. You're telling a story about redemption. The fact that I can pick an ending where I don't redeem myself feels weird. Like, so, especially because I didn't know that I wasn't was well, doing that. Well, okay, so
2: two things. I would say, why did you not pick the things to create I didn't
0: understand that I was like making a definitive game ending decision that, oh, if I go after this treasure right now, I can't also go back and do well, that. But, but
2: it was, there was that plus everything else before.
0: Well, the only other, you don't make any other, like those types of branching There's story no free, choices. Not branching
2: story choices, but it's in the way that you like play, play. and shoot changes that
0: scale. Every so that. No, totally, I didn't to do anything things. that crazy. I think I probably robbed a couple people to get money for in those early quests and everything. I don't think I played it particularly malicious. I wasn't like shooting up towns. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the yeah, like
2: I mean, scale is on everything, but here, here's something I'll say too, is that like, I feel for you that like that ending I think the ending that I got is like is 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 much more like satisfying. I understand the ending that you got from like a structure perspective, but the reason that I think this is better no matter what Versus like, and why mm-hmm. I won't like firmly be like, there shouldn't be too bad endings. Is this is this thing I've been really thinking about a lot because of this podcast I listened to is like, where we're losing choice in video yeah. game. Like God, God of war as beautiful as it is. Last of us, like as beautiful as those games are, like they're le- They miss the thing that makes a game a game, which is a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I-, I think the ability to have these different like options and
0: like, like, because God of War, there's one way you can play God of War. But a lot of games, like, there's a Mario game, because it doesn't have, like, choice based. Well, the choice, not a game. No, the choice I mean, is, is different. The choice is different. The choice, the choice
2: are like, it's like game, there's many
0: ways you can do, you can go through a level of Mario. Well,. I mean, in terms of like you could jump here or jump there, but like there's still like if you play like the Super Nintendo, or whatever, like there's only one way through the level. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm gonna. There's like maybe well, a short well, there's one, there's one direction, but yeah, there's how different... you negotiate
1: the challenges. Can but be well, different. so that's well, that's...
0: sure, but I, I mean, that feels like a weird comparison to compare to choice based branching RPGs, like well, until well, Dawn No, or I something. mean, I mean, like... I think
2: it's, I think it's kind <laughs> of like a, I think it's kind of like a. <laughs> Like a slippery slope, and I think Until Dawn is the very lazy way of approaching. Not like I like Until Dawn, but it's it's a very simplified way of talking Mm -hmm. about choice in a video game, which is really interesting. But like, I think the further we go towards a game where there are no options, like Mm -hmm. God of War, like as much as I really loved that game, I think that's the wrong direction. So, I really appreciate something like Red Dead. Whether maybe one is bad or one is good, just the idea that you have a choice, I think is like, is so like satisfying. To but if, and if, I'm if saying this word, as someone who like got reaped the positive.
0: But that's the thing and is and that and if that would, if the only ending of that game was that Arthur Morgan goes after the treasure and kills himself and or gets himself killed in that process, would you think it was as good of an ending? But that wouldn't be a choice. No, but I, I just mean in terms of narrative. Like, do you think that's a satisfying... Wait, can, can you say that again? I'm not sure I understood. If if that, if that Red Dead Redemption 2 had one ending, and the ending was that Arthur Morgan goes after the treasure and betrays Jack and Abigail, and does not help them get to the end uh-huh. and dies, you would think that was
1: just as good of a narrative. Well, isn't this a hypothetical? Like, yeah, that's... Not, but that's that's what not what the game is, though. Exactly. That's what I mean. No, that's I'm not what the I'm game is. Is, no, is. No, 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 <laughs> but that... But you're... Hold on,
2: okay. I'm saying We're losing I'm the not, plot. I think there's I'm like no, I would say that that's bad, but because just because I, there's not a choice, I like that there's a choice. I think it's like almost like the risk versus reward thing that I think is like so like engaging to me that there are options for something versus like the the problem with like the the modern sort of like critique of video games being like more cinematic or this is more like a movie. Mm-hmm. It's more like a movie because you're you're being presented a story, and I think that works. A lot of times, I mean, I yeah. love, like I said, I love God of War, I love The Last of Us, but I think that like, if, if that's the only thing that we have where you're just being driven along a narrative, I think that that's ultimately bad. I think we mm-hmm. need to have something like this, where you have options and choices, where you can create your own paths.
1: And but I, think I didn't create my own game, path. I got forced into a path that I didn't know I was making. Like, well, like, I didn't. I didn't necessarily like as I was making decisions throughout Red Dead Two. I was not thinking, oh, this is an opportunity for me to add to the good side of of the, right. the scale or whatever. I I was just as like uh i i guess like unaware of it as you were yeah i just happened to make my character make decisions that seemed to be more morally good and i honestly what i think happened here and i don't like i, I think this is like if you had 100 players like i think you, you just this is the you got the anomaly where like you played through and it just didn't work sure and i think that 99 other players it would work and i I think that sometimes it just
0: happens <laughs> like, that for a 60 70 game that shouldn't happen like that's i'm not saying that like everything has to be the most rigid linear story ever mm-hmm. i just appreciate cohesion in any form that that takes even something like until dawn which has a thousand different choices a thousand different endings there's a narrative cohesion because it's like a slasher game where it's like not everybody lives in a slasher mm-hmm. well, movie wait, you okay, know and but, like, that's but that's cohe- i think that
1: there's narrative cohesion to the
0: to i happen, personally but. think that that other ending mm-hmm. is not cohesive with anything that has come before it just feels like what is the point of telling this story about how there's a gang that all comes together for the same principle of freedom but one of them takes it too far and then your character also does that it's like well now there's no comparative contrast there's just Oh, no, that's just they're all that way. And I, I read, I read it, that the is, game is called Red Dead Redemption. Well, but OK, like, I mean, it just doesn't I think the one track of, at all. And yeah, why man, have tuberculosis if he's going to die okay, well, in a so gunfight? Here, here's, here's the thing is that I
2: actually think that 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 works for me because I feel like Arthur really Arthur's story is like he's 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 gone too deep. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think re- there is no redemption for Arthur. The redemption is for John, and I know yeah. that that's it, that goes to this thing that we don't like, which is like they need to be able to stand alone. But I think that like that's. And now that I'm thinking about it, we you talked earlier, Jimmy, about how like there is less of this leeway with red dead one which is
0: like what you like a little bit more but yeah. that kind of makes sense in the context of this game i where, feel like he where, is where, redeemed at the end arthur by if he helps jack and abigail escape that is his redemption i don't and, think that that's not redemption no no
2: no. i think i think i think it is but i also think that there again we're you're there's many different layers to this like ending and we're talking about the the abigail and sort of the treasure one. But then there's this, the other part, which were with the, the confrontation with Dutch and with uh Micah and stuff like that. That's like a whole other thing. But I think, I think ultimately too, like, we're talking about the last 10 minutes uh, or, you know, 10 to 30 minutes of this yeah, game or yeah. whatever. And the other 39 and a half hours are remarkable. Yeah. But the ending I'm is important. Against, like... I, I
0: know I'm going against like what I said about like horizon two a little <laughs> bit, but like, I don't know. I just, I just think... the ending is important. And like, Uh, To Listen, I I just I think it's frustrating because it feels like they made that decision based on the fact that it's like a popular gimmick to have multiple endings and not because they had two great endings. It's because they had they wanted to do this idea that was like popular and in vogue and is like fun to have. And people like you, Robert, like choice based endings and stuff. And they're like, oh, it's like fun and cool. Mm. But they didn't really have. Artistic narrative justification for two endings in the way that I feel like Ghost of Tsushima does.
2: Well, so I'll, I guess I'll, I'll disagree uh, that it there's no merit to that ending or that there is not as much I, I yeah.
1: actually
0: really like that ending. Yeah, like I, I like that I didn't play it, but I, I like it in. The- <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like you're like I like it. I mean, I'm glad I didn't get it, but like well, I I still like it. It's I
2: like, like well, it. wait,
1: but I, well, I-, I like <laughs> I like
2: the sort of like. Um, Kind of like masochistic, like, just like you lived a bad life and you died.
1: A bad I, I also life. think I that, that's like, there's like the most
2: something boring
0: story on earth, like. He's masochistic, and, and he I mean, was bad in the beginning, and bad in the middle, and bad at the end. Well, it's I mean, like, it's, it's a, that's that's the Wild West. That's baby. not story. I, that's not storytelling. Like that's not yeah, oh like, it's so It's not. It's just like that's what a story is like. A character that undergoes change, you know, like or and again because it's redemption, it's like it just feels like. Hmm. Is it not the, kind of like a tragedy? I think you're ignoring I think a it's little a tra- It's The death too. of the outlaw.
1: It's and he's mimicking could, literally his environment. It could be a tragedy, but
0: nothing else prior to that choice sets up that idea of him being that type of character. Well,
1: I, I again I I disagree with that. I think okay. again, it doesn't come down to a singular choice. But it, anyway, and also I also to clarify that I don't yeah. it's not that I like choice-based
2: endings. I think that we need more choices in games in general. Sure. Yeah, battle. I, I don't think def- I don't, don't think with, I don't yeah. think,
0: I don't think God of War has a lot of choices. No, totally. I mean, I just I appreciate when someone When it feels like a game has a clear sense of intentionality and to me, the inclusion of multiple endings, which isn't really a factor in the first game. And there's not a whole lot going on in the context of the second game that implies that you're playing that type of game. And it just kind of feels like tacked on at the end makes it feel unintentional. And especially because to me, it feels like there's a good ending and a bad ending. And it does line up with like your moral choices. It just feels like they want you to play this game like the stag ending. They want you to start bad and improve and choose to make him a better person. And they don't want you to do that. And it feels like you get punished when you do play it that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't speak to anything particularly deep or at least not as deep as the stag ending.
1: That's what I mean. So, have you, so have you seen some, some of the like, videos of the, the like dialogues that are different when you are playing as a a more morally corrupt version I might of have watched some of them because like, they're, they're super like interesting and like you literally like have full scenes side by side that are like very subtly yeah. sometimes subtly sometimes a little more on the nose like different if you are um, going down the, the wolf path rather than yeah. the stag path um, that that I, I think that is what contributes to making that bad guy ending more justified that maybe if you saw you would appreciate a bit more but but maybe not i, I just mean, think you know, it's like that's all cool but i you
0: can only appreciate that type of contrast after you know you can't you can't appreciate contrast of those types of storytelling unless you like seek it out independently after and again i'm a big believer in like yeah it has to make sense in the context of when you're playing it
1: i don't know i think I just,
0: you should see it after i'll, I'll and, look and it up see yeah. if it
1: if it made would have made sense. In I just moment. remember...
0: I just... Personally, I just remember finishing that game and just getting to that ending and just being like, what the... F-? Like, just so disappointed and so upset. And then when I looked it up and found out that there were multiple endings, I was like... It was like... A double, it was like two knives, you know? It was like the first knife was like, oh, I hated the ending. I loved this game. I was having so much fun. And then I hated the way it ended. And then when I found out that it didn't have to be that way, mm. I was like, well, this is, I, I just was like, it was so, like, painful. It was like I wasted time, you know? It was like I think, sunk emotion into this, I mean, you know? I think it's, I I mean, there is so much more of that game, though.
2: Did, was there but not value the, the, in the, like but again
0: sticking the landing is important like if it was any other moment in the game sure maybe if it was like oh i didn't like i think it's like that thing of like it's easier when it's like oh i didn't really like that side quest or i didn't really like that little middle thing or whatever or maybe oh the beginning was a little rocky but it it picked up or whatever but because that's like what you're left with it's just so like ugh like that's my last impression so
2: would you agree because um, in my head, I'm thinking about this, like a, 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 a want for more choices. I mean, it, you know, a, a bad choice is when the choice doesn't matter. Right. I think we all maybe could collectively agree on that, that like if you're get presented, you're presented with an option and it really doesn't matter what you pick because you're going to the same
0: direction. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't mind when something feels like you're giving someone a choice and it like flavors it in a specific way, which I think is what the Ghost of Tsushima ending does. It's like just more about it doesn't change anything because it's literally the last moment of the game you Some know the, uh, horizon
1: like flash points are also flavor yeah well, i don't well, mind I, that you know, type I, of I, flavor
2: I d- you know, really like the more i think it's about like it, more innocuous the more, but... the more that i don't really think that the ghost is like a ch- it's not really a choice because at that point you're literally that's literally you're done with the game right right and i just so... but it
0: does give you alternate flavorings of endings you know it may it's it, it's like i like what you said about it where it's like it lets you decide what this game is about so you know? so so
2: would you agree or do you also think that there's that choices are like in this kind of way are like good ending aside like just generally speaking like let's say there was a choice there was a there was a branch in the middle of red dead 2 would you mind if they went
0: to different sides i don't mind choices but i don't want choices just for the sake of choices If there's a narrative justification for why I'm making branching choices and why this game is branching off in different directions, sure. If you're just doing it because it's, like, oh, it's, like, makes it bigger or more diverse or there's, like, more options for the player, I don't necessarily think that that's, like, net positive I mean,
2: in that sense, the narrative justification, you are making the justification by
0: choosing. Right, but when the game—so, okay, Until Dawn is a great choice-based game— because it tells you right from the get go, this is a game about choices. Everything you do will make certain people live, certain people die. Butterfly effect, all that stuff. Yeah. a choice is only a choice if you're aware you're making a choice, right? Um,
1: no, <laughs> I mean it, you're still. Ch- I mean, you by you controlling the character, you're making a choice. You're aware of how you're playing. I mean, I, uh, Arthur, I actually yeah. think that now that it doesn't have to say, like, this is adding a point to this.
0: I'm not saying whatever, I need it spelled but... out in like numeric terms. Mm-hmm. But if you're going, I'm, if I'm not aware that I'm making a choice, it's like I'm not making an informed choice. I'm just picking one of the other. And it's just kind of it's like, I don't know what this does, but I'll just pick one because I have to, you know. Forcing mm-hmm. a care forcing someone to make a choice like you have to go after the treasurer, you have to save Abigail and John, but you don't know what the ramifications are of each one or like why you're making a choice or what the intention behind that choice is. I feel like it's less powerful. Well, even if we can, I'll maybe sure for the sake of it, I'll concede that it's like, sure, it's still counts as a choice. I just mean that it's not nearly as impactful as making a choice where you know why you're making a choice or what you think the choice will reap, you know. Well, but so so I At think- least in Until Dawn even if it goes wrong, you're like, "Oh, well, I'm going to pick the flashlight up because I think that might help me." You know, there's like a sense of intentionality behind I, I, it. I think
2: it's a little bit different cuz the choice is the main mechanic of Until Dawn
0: and it's like I Well, think that's what I mean is that that's why I don't like in Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like why is there this slapped-on choice at the end that doesn't really play into anything else? It's well, just so, kind of, it's like doesn't feel cohesive. So I I
2: mean, I guess I kind of like that because I think that you like you, you, when you when you're doing that make that choice i think yeah. in that moment you're making an interpretation of of everything at that point but instead of ghost where it's just like a little bit more flavor that interpretation has consequences or mm-hmm. or like rewards yeah and
0: i don't mind consequences or rewards i just think that like the consequences of what happens when you pick that choice to go after the treasure feel in not cohesive or in step with the other themes that have been explored in the game. So I feel like it's so clearly is the bad choice. It doesn't feel like it turns over a new leaf of interpretation. It just feels like a consequence. It doesn't feel like, Oh, that really added like new shades or ideas into this for me. It just is like, Oh, I messed up to me. It feels a little bit like in, in just to compare
2: it to until Dawn, like you make the wrong choice and the character dies at the end, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Versus like lives. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of fun.
0: Totally. But Until Dawn is a slasher movie. Like, not everybody lives in a slasher movie. There's a cohesion behind that idea of why there's a choice in this game. It's also shorter. I'll definitely give you that. And I I I just why does that game why does Red Dead Redemption need a choice? Just to have a choice, just to give options. Well, I would say I I would say that morality is like a big theme of the game. And I think that's that's like kind
2: of interesting. But I think ultimately what it's coming down to is like your like your your the your personal weight towards the ending or like sticking yeah. the landing is more significant to you than it is to maybe totally to realize, and which
0: I I told that totally makes I just, sense to me. I we said it when we talked about this game. If you have a story to tell, just tell me it. I don't need bells and whistles on top of it. And it's it's disappointing because I just feel like that first one is so cohesive and so strong, and there's so much like vision and voice, and it's yeah. so. It just hits so good. And the second one did not live up to that expectation in any way, shape, or form for me because of the multiple endings. Ultimately,
2: this podcast is a, an hour
0: plus. Uh, <laughs> please. We always get into these this, like, short, this 30 these minute kind of like podcast. side fights because it's like one person <laughs> says one me in this case. I was like, oh, I didn't like the ending you know like 30 more minutes just got tacked we, on this. we, I'm I'm we, like, we like, created oh, our, we did our own God,
2: butterfly yes. effect the moment yeah. that you said yeah seriously I, we I was,
0: made the bad choice again. The way, what, I, what I was what I was
2: saying is that this is an hour plus long plea for Rockstar to come to your senses yep. and continue working on the remake of Red Dead 1 <laughs> yes, yes for my sake the fans needed you, no one gives no one I'll say it no one cares about Grand Theft Auto 6 not a single person nope, on nope, this planet cares. About, mm-hmm. divert all resources Away from Grand Theft Auto Six, cancel that game, and put all into the Red Dead One remake. Famously,
1: I said on the Lads podcast, it lacks only a fresh coat of paint, and that's all that we're asking for. Because it's
2: just
0: the crunchiness
1: is the only thing. That was it. I just want to be able to play the game, and I have to fucking streaming I right know. Just, <laughs> you,
2: like do, you don't even need to fucking remake it yeah like what you're saying can like you download
0: just, it if you get um playstation no no even no. no, no, down the top it's streaming,
2: streaming only. is there That's a pc crazy. version there's no there's there's a an illegal port of it that you can play but <laughs> which we do not no, come down here no no energy. pc version it's only ps3 or xbox 360 give g- let us play yeah. let us buy things don't, don't be Nintendo. Let us yeah. play these old things. You don't even need to remake it. Just give us a playable, downloadable version. Yeah, like, I would take that. And but... I will I'll happily play it. Yeah. So I'll pay, I'll pay you, you have...
1: six sixty dollars. Like I'll pay like the <laughs> modern day video yeah. game. And price. I'll pay
2: 100 dollars for the version that comes in a steel book and has like a little <laughs> yeah. bullet. And it and comes with a little
1: plastic badge. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. yeah. oh, well, don't have a sheriff badge. Yeah, like a sheriff. <laughs> you sure
0: you're, you're playing as the Fingertons?
1: Like...
2: <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite things in Red Dead 2. Fakes the or he like pretends to be a sheriff
0: and he has oh like the, yeah in the
2: roads whatever I like that anyway sure. so uh, Rockstar Games you have twenty four hours to, to respond, respond. To, yeah.
0: <laughs> and not from when this episode goes live from right now from right <laughs> because we yeah. know you're listening
1: yeah we know you're here you're <laughs> tapped in thanks for listening to the Lads Who Game podcast be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're looking for more Lads content, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LadsuGame, Game, and head to our website, LadsuGame.com, for write-ups, ratings, and guest essays. You can also check us out on our Twitch channel to watch us stream our current game, Fortnite, Runescape, and more.